0: This podcast is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. Whatever business you're in, BT's got your back. With reliable connectivity to keep you connected as you grow. Search BT's got your back. This is The Times Morning Briefing on Thursday the 2nd of December. We're being warned against kissing under the mistletoe this Christmas to try and stop the spread of the new coronavirus variant. The Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation says while vaccines can do a lot of the heavy lifting, the public needs to do its bit as well. That includes measures such as social distancing and mask wearing. Meanwhile, the government secured 114 million booster vials for 2022 and 2023 from Pfizer and Moderna. The health secretary says the deal will help the UK buy time against any new variants and make sure there are enough doses in the long term. There are now 32 cases of the Omicron variant recorded in the UK and pressure is mounting on the government to bring in stricter travel rules. Labour's Shadow Foreign Office Minister Stephen Kinnock has told Times Radio he thinks people should be tested before they fly into the UK when we had um, a flight coming in from South Africa, just as it was emerging that uh, this Omicron virus was taking hold, flights flying into the Netherlands, where there were pre-departure checks, and they found out that you know 61 people on one of the flights coming in from uh, Joburg, I think, uh, had the virus. At the same time, flights are disembarking in Heathrow as if there's no problem and, and nothing's happening. Thousands of homes in parts of northern England and Scotland are still without power six days after Storm Arwen hit the UK. It's understood some homes may not be reconnected until tomorrow at the earliest. Maria Vincent is Director of Nursing at two care homes in County Durham. She believes the situation would have been dealt with much differently in other parts of the country. If this had actually happened in the south of England, I think there would have been a, a much bigger outcry and things would have been sorted earlier on. But people in our kind of uh, neck of the woods are very hardy. We do tend to manage, we do tend to put up with things. Uh, the staff have been absolutely fantastic. The community have been absolutely fantastic. You know, They've, again, got behind us and, and supported us, helped us. Alec Baldwin has denied pulling the trigger of the gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of his latest film. The actor's given his first TV interview since the incident in October and says he would never point a gun at anyone. Baldwin also says he has no idea how a live bullet found its way onto the set. TV critic Emma Bullimore says she's surprised permission was given for the 80-minute interview to go ahead. I'm amazed that he's allowed to do this if there's still a case to be done. But obviously, the interview has already taken place. Uh, This is with George Stephanopoulos. Um, It's an ABC News interview.
1: um, Mm.
0: And they've released a clip of it. But obviously, there's going to be a really big conversation around it. Mm. To hear his his testimony about it is going to be fascinating. But I am kind of surprised that they've been able to make this happen. This year's Turner Prize has gone to a group of Belfast-based artists whose work is a response to issues affecting Northern Ireland. The 11 members of Array Collective have made history by becoming the first Northern Irish winners and they take the £25,000 prize. The jury made them winners because of their hopeful and dynamic artwork, which addresses urgent social and political issues affecting Northern Ireland with humour, seriousness and beauty. You can hear more on these stories throughout the day on Times Radio.